Hello and welcome to Crystal Core Radio. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me is a roundtable that got to play Endwalker all together. This is the team that got to experience the dungeon, got to experience the jobs, and so we thought it'd be great to get together again weeks later and tell you guys about our experience, our hopes for the expansion. Let's go around and introduce everybody. Let's start with Zumi. How are you doing? Tell everybody where they can uh, find you. I'm doing very poggers. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm ZumiZumi97 on Twitch.tv, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, and I'm around. I do Final Fantasy XIV content. I play other stuff. I'm on a quest to play every Final Fantasy, and I had a lot of fun in the Endwalker Media Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I got. We're, we're going to get back to that every Final Fantasy thing because I'm. You've piqued my curiosity. Uh, Joy, why don't you tell Hi. people where we can find you and who are you and what do you do? <laughs> Hi, I'm Curious Joy, and I'm usually a human, but today I'm an avatar because it's 8 in the morning. <laughs> but uh, you can find me at Curious Joy everywhere on social media, and I play a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, fighting games, action adventure games, and I've been playing Final Fantasy since I was a child, so it is my favorite franchise. Fantastic, and I, I would definitely want to get some insight from you from your uh, fighting games, because I, I love... I love those, and I, I find that I never put time into them, and it breaks my heart as a, as I'm so busy. Uh, Chris, who are you, <laughs> and where can people find you? I am, I'm on my quest for uh, Omni 80, guys. That's been the progress. Uh, the, the question is, do I hit Omni 90 before Brian? Uh, Brian's always had all his jobs leveled. Like That's been a thing that he's been pretty good at doing throughout the years. Um, I've never had that. So if I catch him, do I beat him to Omni 90? Uh, and a big step there is like, don't get distracted between now and Endwalker and go in anything less than all 80s. Um, but like literally yesterday, I was playing a game from 2002. So the distractions are very real. Uh, I've got all sorts of other stuff done in the game as well. I have a, like at some point I stopped what I was doing to go get a glowing frying pan. So like it's 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 hard to stay on task. I'm going to put it to Joy and Zumi. Like, what do you think? Who's going to get to Omni 90 first? Chris or Brian? Now, logic dictates probably Brian. But I'm going to root for Chris. <laughs> Joy, <what laughs> Underdog. That's, that's where my vote's going. Um, I see that Chris is very determined to beat you. So that means you're going to secretly pretend like you don't care, Brian. And then you're going to do it first. Can I tell you all a story has nothing to do with video games? Sure. So... Uh, I played uh, college baseball like that's one of the ways that I kind of paid for uh, school. And uh, at the end of the day, like one of the things that, you know, we had to do, we had to run this thing called uh, it was like a you know five mile run. And uh, that, that's just something that that was a part of our conditioning and training. And uh, my freshman year, I come in and, you know, I just run. I, I always like running. Uh, and so I did, you know, like baseball, sports, cross country. And Clearly, I always ended up being kind of the fastest distance runner on the baseball team my freshman year. And so year over year, like apparently became this big thing where the coaches and all the like upperclassmen, all the new freshmen would come in and they would be like dared to try and, and beat me. And so essentially what I ended up doing, and this is, you know, this is kind of fun for me where I was like, all right, I would let people think that they could. And so I would let people, you know, like, oh, I'm keep, I'm keeping pace. Brian's just a little bit ahead. And they're, you know, they gas themselves out and then they just fall to the end of the line. And I would, I would, uh, as soon as they started getting close, that's when I actually started working. And that's when I broke their spirits. So I have a theory that that's going to happen here today. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I could just tell. 
I could just tell because Chris is all about it and you're just sitting there quiet. And I'm like, yep, that's going to happen. I, I can already tell. Yeah. The, uh, what I hope happens, though, is that uh, the Steam, I, I get a Steam Deck because I pre-ordered one. I don't, you know, they're obviously shipping and, and hardware and all that. But if a Steam Deck comes out, it's like, I don't care how long you stream, man. Like, <laughs> like I can just I, I don't have to be online leveling. I can I can level it all at all hours of the day with a handheld. Cool. It's basically bringing 14 to the switch. I mean, that's effectively what's happening. I know. Steam Deck, oh, man. Steam Deck will be really neat. Yeah. And so I'm excited. I, I've already had people confirm that it runs, you know, on there. So it's obviously not supported by Linux, but it is what it is. Anyway, we're here to talk about obviously the future of Final Fantasy, the race to Omni 90 for Brian and Chris. Uh, but I want to go around and get y'all's thoughts because we got to sit down and actually play the game together as a four person light party. Uh, that was actually my first introduction to both of y'all. So I was really like pleased to get to know you. Had an incredible time. We got to play, uh, you know, the game itself. And I'd like to start with getting y'all's thoughts on after like embargo, after all the information's come out, like what has changed for you and your perception of N Walker from when we got to go hands on uh, to today with all the news, with the delay, with all this, that, and the other thing. Um, I leave it up to you. Any, uh, anybody can take the board. That's a really good question. I guess I would say for me, I got more nervous. Oh, like uh and nervous not in a like oh no but nervous in a way of like yo i'm really concerned something bad's gonna happen to my babies in n walker i'm real concerned like something bad's gonna happen to like the science or the twins specifically mm -hmm. i've done a little bit of research on final fantasy 4 so i'm a little concerned um <laughs> Ethis like asher had an interview i think it was at this asher and asked the writers how do you guys deal with the fact that like every once in a while throughout Final Fantasy 14 without talking spoilers, there's these moments where tragedy is averted, right? Where somebody was expected to pay a tab that they didn't end up having to pay. Mm -hmm. um, and the response from the writers was effectively, oh, we've been keeping the tab and the tab will be paid. And so it was oh, just no. this like massive like, and so as we come up on the finale of the saga, it's like, Okay, well, who who needs to pay the tab? Like, who I knows? know who needs to pay the tab. <laughs> <laughs> so the concern is not misplaced. Yeah, and I just like you're, you're absolutely right. And then when they interviewed Yoshi P, uh, I think it was a media tour thing, right? I, I forget whose interview it was, but it was like, and like Yoshi P is like, there anybody we need to be concerned about? And then he just like makes that face of the camera, and it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> Um, so I, I've just gotten steadily more concerned as more interviews have come out and more, uh, like information has kind of come out. Like there's been bits and pieces that we've learned about and people have theorized about, you know, I went into N Walker being like I, I, in the media tour being like, Oh man, this is going to be great. Like, it's going to be like the last, like closing chapter, like this saga of final fantasy 14 can't wait to see what's next. And now I'm like, I'm real concerned. I think I think there's gonna be I think there's gonna be some serious uh, serious character deaths, and I'm not emotionally prepared. I think that's awesome, though. I I think that's I don't know. Like the fact is, is that when when the tabs would be paid, right? Like sometimes it's like okay, like you know, it's it's the Game of Thrones where it's like characters about to die camera goes somewhere else and then they show up in another scene and they're fine it's like mm -hmm. well clearly i was saved off off camera you know it's like i think that in, in order for the game to have the weight that it that it requires yeah. 
that obviously like you want you want to have that that emotional impact you want to have that thing where stakes actually mattered mm-hmm. you don't want to sit here and have like oh, and magic saved us at the last minute now we've had state we've had we've had losses right like in some mm-hmm. big significant ones um that i think for me as a 1.0 player it was like felt really substantial uh, and obviously this is prior to even Shadowbringers itself. Shadowbringers was such an interesting piece, but I think in order to build upon and respect the story and all that has come before that, if it was just like, and everybody lives happily ever after and all the good guys are okay. And all the bad guys, well, they repented, but they're in jail. Like, it's like, it, like we, that kind of soft shoe story, I don't think is what we, what I've come to expect. And that's actually, I think I would walk away disappointed. There's been that. a lot of redemption across 14 so mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean like you i mean some people could pay they don't have to die um right. but what i like about like game of thrones versus like the mcu what i think game of thrones does better than the mcu is that no one's off limits um mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. in comic book world we feel like the superheroes can't die and it's a big deal when they do but sometimes it feels like they just they just don't die um dc's really bad about that like like you're like oh so superman can't die and they're like oh and then he does yeah but then he doesn't though (laughs) okay yeah absolutely so nothing means anything like there's never a challenge it's always just the next thing like the yoshi Mm -hmm. talked about that with uh in one of his asked about the job quests in one of the recent interviews saying like well how are we're not getting level 90 job questions well it doesn't really at some point it doesn't make sense like who's teaching us about like us we're slaying, if we're slaying gods like who's still like hey but i have a new skill you don't know um so it starts to become a little weird that we would still have job quests from the same trainers and we would only really need job quests at this point if there was somebody new to teach us which would honestly be exciting anyway because some of these job quests have been written across like literally some of them have had three different writers and so some of these writers are getting to cut their teeth on job quests and then you move up. So like the Endwalker writer started on the rogue quest line, did the Dark Knight quest line. Now she's doing Endwalker. And so it would really suck to be a new writer on the team and be handed, oh, and here's your exact characters and here's where the story's going. Uh, and Cause you don't really get to explore your version of events. Um, so I, I think like the job quest is really a sign that there nothing's off limits here. And that's really what I want. I don't need everybody to die. I just want to know that they're not like, okay, let's sit down and write Endwalker. For starters, nobody can die. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Joey? I I, yeah, go ahead. I, I would be, as much as I love every character in the game, like, I would be super sad if no one, if everyone came out just, like, all fine and well. And, like, I don't want to, like, Final Fantasy Four is one of my all-time favorite Final Fantasies next to six. So it's kind of like... I see where they can go, but then I also am like, well, I also don't want you to go there because I'm not going to say much about four since people haven't played it. But if you played it, you know what I'm talking about a little bit. Um, but I just want to see the spin 10 years of a storyline and everyone has had their, I guess, death flag moments or whatever you want to call them. But then they're all fine and they're all there except the side characters are the only ones that just haven't been able to you know make it through so as 
sad as it has been and as sad as it is, everyone has their theories of which characters will probably not make it. And it breaks my little heart. I don't want to like spoil it too much for people, like just in case people are catching up. But I have my favorite characters. And every time I go to somebody's stream, they're like, oh, yeah, so this person's definitely not making it. I was like, cool, cool. Thanks. Yep. All right, then I'll see you guys never. <laughs> but it's not a meaningful death unless it hurts, right? Like, yeah. Like, so, so people are like, well, if they if they kill so and so, I'm gonna. I've literally heard this comment. If they kill so and so, I'm gonna quit the game. Yeah. But isn't that a sign that that person means something to us? Like, isn't yeah. that? Yeah. Isn't and that the biggest compliment we could have to that character? That like, I literally can't picture this game without them. Mm -hmm. I think so too. And then I know like a lot of people playing this game, even when I first started playing it, I was like, this is literally like a, um, like a homage to every single final fantasy. Cause it goes back to all the different references and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But then the more I started playing it, the more I was like, Oh my gosh, I actually love all of these characters, not just playing it because of the references to the older final fantasies. And so now, like with the new raid content being more original, that excites me because I was like, oh, cool. I love going back and like seeing different different types of different Final Fantasy splashed everywhere. But then I was like, I fell in love with 14, like playing it for as long as I have. So I was like, I want to see what you guys do more than just having to be like, oh, nostalgia brain and all that stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to all of that. To me, in a way, it ties into the the overall theory about how like 14 is the center of the entire Final Fantasy universe. Like this is just a fan mm -hmm. theory. But instead, like in the fact that it it pays homage, then we talk about sharding. We talk about all these like aspects that it's like, what if it is like what if essentially like how we experienced four and five and six and you know, et cetera, et cetera, that there was essentially this cohesiveness. And so reflections back onto the source. Uh, of these stories are, are there, but obviously like, you know, being able to tell their own stories, who knows at the end of the day now from, uh, and Walker's, uh, playthrough to today, joy, like what has anything changed in, uh, in your expectation or your excitement or your, uh, what you're looking forward, uh, when the game launches on December 3rd? Uh, I think I, I was really antsy knowing that it was supposed to come out next week. Uh, and then it's just <laughs> like, oh, <no. laughs> And then now that the two week delay, I feel like my whole life just like went on pause. And I was like, wait, I was really like already anxious and antsy to play it on the 19th. And now we were waiting until December 3rd, which is totally fine. Like they need to take as much time as possible. But then my whole brain of like, it's still the fact that we like the four of us even specifically played it together and experienced this stuff. And I'm just like, oh. Oh no, I want to go back. I want to play these classes. I want to hang out in old Charlie and I want to be in Thavnir. I want to be in all these places. I want to figure out what, why Gollumall looks the way that it does. And like, I mean, we know kind of why it looks the way it does, but like, I want to see what happens when we actually get there. Like, I want to experience all that stuff. And so it's just like, it's fine. It's fine. I can wait. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. What about you, Chris? I. Honestly, um, I just tried to view it as like, I've seen all these surveys go out on YouTube and stuff. Everybody's kind of putting up their surveys and a lot of them have these multiple choices. And these choices are like, you know, I was really disappointed. I had all these plans or I understand I want it to be the game's really good, or I'm going to use this time to do all the things I hadn't done otherwise. And like, for me, it tends to be just a yes, like, like all of those things. Like I, I can be 
frustrated. I can be sad, but I also have found things like now I'm aiming for Omni 80 and I'm really excited. And of course I want the game to be good. And so like, it's just a whole lot of feelings and they're all simultaneous. Like I can be just as much understanding, but also frustrated at what this does to the fact that it was so little notice. Um, so the delay itself is just a bunch of mixed feelings. My feelings towards Endwalker haven't changed. They were the exact same. They literally just got shifted by two weeks because I, we're just waiting. It's not like, oh, we're going to get an extra live letter now and there's going to be all this extra information. It's like, no, they, they've given us the last of what we're going to get. So now we're just we're just hanging out. Um, so it's it's effectively a victory lap through all of the game right now. Knowing that it's the end saga, it's, it's one last chance to go back and polish off anything you'd always said you were going to get done. Um, so it is kind of nice. You know, we were talking about before this started, kind of cleaning house, cleaning inventories and all of that. I think that's that's something that it's it's a chance to get to. If you say, oh, if I just had if I just had time, I would get this done and you don't get it done now. That's you. Like you, you were literally given two extra weeks. So like, there's no excuses to not knock out at least one project. You've always said you want to get to, whether it be a relic or a savage or cleaning out your inventory or whatever that thing is. You literally have two weeks that you had time on your schedule booked for 14. So just go do it. I think for me, it's been difficult to play summoner. Like as uh, like coming on, in a, oh, yeah. yeah. I bet, <laughs> yeah. It's been like I've been wanting to, and so we were playing the other day. You know, like prior to the live letter, and it's like, oh my gosh, I really miss and like playing Endwalker and playing Summer, like hands down. And I've found myself in a slight dilemma that I didn't expect. I'd be curious as y'all thoughts. Cause I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I remember we, like Joey, you were healing on Sage. And so I don't know if like, as you've been like, <laughs> I miss it. yeah, you know, it's like, you know, like, okay, I'm just, I'm ready to go, you know, but I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm playing it and I'm, we played and I'm like, I'm actually like surprisingly concerned whether summoner will be the thing I main, especially because this is what I've wanted when red mage felt so amazing when black mage felt so incredible like when these three like when these casters was like yeah a paladin is on the box art but this is the caster expansion right like anybody else like am i crazy zoomy as a role yeah oh oh my god yes uh like look we all know i am a black mage by trade uh but like black mage looks so good Summoner looks so good for once, in my opinion. Um, and then you have like red mages who like whose changes are like maybe a bit more subtle, but so good. And just like that whole magical DPS section just got a huge buff. And, and they all look so, 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 so fun. But Reaper though. <laughs> yeah. But Reaper though. And that's actually, so for y'all, I don't know, like that's my plan. So with the shift in, in dates, I've said I've shared this is that originally I was planning on staging 80 uh, summoner, uh, sorry, scholar and, uh, and and Reaper to 80. So that way I was like, OK, I'm just going to get those knocked out first. But because the, the time change for me, I actually got really impact. like I don't have a lot of ability to change up my schedule willy nilly, especially when I were. I mean, I, I'm control my own boss, but it's all about deadlines and clients and setting expectations. And I was like, oh, during the, the week off, it was going to be quiet. I can take time. No one's going to yeah. need, no work is going to pile up, 
but I was like, clients are off for Thanksgiving, so it's yeah, not a big ask. Everybody's off for Thanksgiving, so it's not nobody's no one's inconvenienced by me. Um, but essentially with the change, like I would talk with my wife and so we were like, okay, she's like, take off the third, the fourth and the fifth, like that weekend. So I'm going to be able to play, but I was like, I don't think I'm going to have the time to really dive into Endwalker and level Sage and level Reaper. So I think I'm just going to focus Reaper, get, uh, and finish the story and then go back and then start working on that race to Omni 90. Uh, you got to finish the story as a Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. The, the final level 90 quest, the end of the saga will yeah. be on a job that did not exist. hundred percent. Wow, when you say it like that, I feel guilty going sage. <laughs> no, I, I just wondered because, like, what you finish as this is you get one chance to finish Endwalker the first time. And so, what you finish as it's the bookend on your journey. We'll get another one in 6.1, but it's the bookend. Mm -hmm. And so, I Look, just wonder if, what everybody will pick it as. If Alpha No can change, so can I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Are you going to black mage it up to me? Yeah, I think I have to. Like I, 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 I claim the title of best black mage on crystal and I'm progging Yukob as a black mage. I do all my savage stuff as a black mage. Like I, ha I have my own soul stone. Like, I feel like I got to, I'm like legally obligated That's uh, the, to, yeah. to do that. That's the conflict for me. Like I've done every expansion as the, the summoner, a scholar. And I said earlier on that I was like, you know, like I really did not enjoy it in Shadowbringers, the changes they made to the summoner. And I was like, ah, and I was like, all right, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm just going to change it up and I'm working. I'm decided to commit to that. Like I, I am tempted to do summoner, but I was like, no, said I was going to do Reaper, said I was going to do Sage and then I'm going to do summoner as kind of my top, my first three jobs uh, to 90. And that's, and who knows how long that will take I me. Mean, this, this December thing kind of, you know, has to kind of throw me for a loop. The holidays are going to throw it for a loop. And also I'll chat talking about how, the uh, Steam Deck might be delayed also into out, out of first quarter, et cetera. So all of this could, you know, my race is going to be interesting. Now, uh, Shader says, aren't there more Black Mages changes after the media tour that we don't know about? Uh, does anybody here have an answer? Because I do. So there are a number of abilities that are still moving. Mm -hmm. um, potency adjustments. And those might or might not affect your rotation. They will affect your final DPS output. That's true of all jobs. All jobs are on the chopping block when it comes to that. The media tours historically have not been the final versions of those jobs. Remember, not only are they entitled to continue changing with any development time left on the clock, but in order to get the media tour build stable and make sure that they can strip anything out of it that they don't want us to see, there's a deadline where they just cut it off. And that's where that build forks off and it becomes a stable build that they can make sure runs in whatever format they're going to present it to the media. Um, meanwhile, development continues. So uh, I don't know the exact timeline of this build, but I know that the Shadowbringers one, we played it in, when did we play it, Brian? June, May? Something like that? Uh, we played in it in summer. May, but it was like an May? April build. Yeah. And it was an April build. And so there had already been a month or two months of development that had happened before we even went hands-on. And so it is possible that at the end, they asked us like what we thought. It is possible that some of the things we were like, oh, this feels a little off. And they're they're just like, yeah, we already changed that. Like, <laughs> and so, um, so I don't know about Black Mage specifically, maybe you guys do, but I would say like, just as a caveat to anybody listening about any job, do not expect what came out of the media tour footage to be carved Final. in stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, potencies are going to be very, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of wish-washy. And, like, uh, there's a couple of things I noticed reading through, like, the Black Mage abilities and stuff like that. A couple of potency numbers. I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I would definitely expect them to get adjusted. Is Black Mage still going to be, like, the biggest DPS 
I'm going to, yeah, assume. I, I don't know why they would change that up now. Um, but I think a lot of classes could have their numbers adjusted in ways that might feel different. And I know definitely for Black Mage, even playing it on the media tour, the potency adjustments, while you're still like really relatively casting the same number of spells with your rotations and stuff, it does feel different. There's like a there's a different like sort of uh, oomph to it, so to speak. And when that it, could change too. When it comes to, to Black Mage, that's literally the one job I'm never worried about expansion to expansion. Like if I, you know, we typically say like, you know, it's good to have backup jobs because at any point, you know, a change could be made. Let's say you didn't like the machinist changes from Stormblood to Shadowbringers because you're crazy. Uh, the, you know, like at any point, like your job can change. It's an MMO. It's about the evolution more than just it set in stone at one point in time with that evolution means that you might not like those changes. And my only exception is for Black Mage, which that is the producer's main job. <laughs> So it's like, if he messes it up, well, then we've got bigger problems at that point. But yeah. Oh, man. So when it comes to the, obviously, the the launch now. So we're, let's, we've, we've played it. We're, we're excited about it. I think we couldn't be more excited about it. What is y'all's strategy when it comes to creating content uh, as content creators around the expansion? Have you put any thought into it? Or do you just go with the flow? Uh, Zumi, you're shaking your head. Let's go with you first. Uh, so day one, I'm going to become the Reaper expert. That's my goal. Um, so look out everybody, but, uh, I really fell in love with the class and I really want to work really hard at trying to make it, uh, something that I can like talk about and like speak with some kind of authority on, uh, because like I'm relatively new to Final Fantasy 14, uh, December is my, my one year anniversary of this game. Happy anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um, and it's during like, yeah, and Walker month and stuff. Um, and I already feel like, I, I feel like I got a pretty good grip on Black Mage, but like I want to expand sort of my expertise to another class. And I feel like what better than that to be Reaper, which is a class I really enjoyed and a class people are probably gonna have a lot of questions about. So I kind of want to do and work on that and try to like familiarize myself with the class and be able to help uh, people understand it better. And I'm going to do that day one versus doing the MSQ day one because I want to let people play it themselves a little bit first. But then I'm going to go to the MSQ and probably you know, do that stuff as well. Uh, maybe as a Reaper, maybe as a Black Mage. Uh, we'll see. There's a Stay lot tuned. of experience in the MSQ. So up until those level 90 quests, up until then, you very much may be, you might be tapping between more than one if you're running any extra dungeons any hunts fates side quests any of that because they said the msq for endwalker is enough to get you from 80 to 90 on its own so the time you toss rested experience in the mix and all that other stuff um mm -hmm. it is very possible that sub level 90 quests you should have a second job in the wings if you're trying to be really optimal if you don't mind experience falling on the floor and you're level 90 completing the level 89 quest then don't worry about it um but if you're trying to be optimal msq might require more than one job what about you, Joy? What do you, what what are your plans for the uh, for the release and afterwards? Um, so, In Walker will be my first uh, expansion experience. I've been playing since 2019 because the Shadowbringers trailer at the E3 conference actually got me to go home and download it. So, if you look at my start time, it was like June 15th, 2019. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, I went home and downloaded." So, like, I mainly played this game off stream because. It was one of those games like I'm I don't like MMOs. That's the only reason why I never played it. Like I knew of it because it's Final Fantasy, obviously. 
but like i was like ah, i'm not an mmo person i don't really want to pay monthly to play this and then i saw that trailer and then now it's my life um but like a lot of my playthrough i've only streamed or like made content out of it very sporadically um because i wasn't comfortable it wasn't like a a genre that i was like okay i can stream this and i know how to be a streamer while also playing the game where it's like other games where it's like i can do both like i can play an acting game and like i guess entertain in a sense where it's like mmo it's like i have no idea what i'm doing i'm gonna sit here in silence um but i wanted to change that because i've been seeing so many people catch up to msq and do all that stuff and i was like man they all have like their memories in there and like i remember my experience when i reached 5.3 and everyone was all like you know emotional i was like i have nothing to show for that so, so i was like for me my plan for in walker is just to have all my first experience there like i'm going to be doing sage because i want to because i feel like i love healing as a class i'm a main tank on one of my characters i'm a main gunbreaker because i'm a squall fanatic um and so i have a healer but i i'm still not in love with a healer and then until I started playing Sage, I was like, okay, this seems like the kind of healer that I want because I like busy classes. Um, and so uh, I'm looking forward to just leveling that up right away and going through MSQ with that. And then just taking my time because I was playing catch up until 5.3. 5.3 was literally the first expansion or first patch that I was up to date. And so I was like, I never got to just be there and just like just experience it with so many people and if the experience with a patch is so magical seeing so many different people around npcs and everything i can't imagine what an entire expansion is going to be like where nobody knows anything because right now everybody <laughs> knows everything yeah. apparently and so but now nobody knows anything so i'm just looking forward to just being there i was like i know like people are going to be avoiding streams and content because they're playing it themselves but i also just want to be there and just have that me and if people want to come in and because i will be taking my time they'll be like where are you at i was like oh here i am <laughs> and so i just want to i just want to just take it all in and just be excited so I, I think like having played a lot of mmos um and played i've played every expansion launch with the exception of shadowlands because they moved it just like this and they moved it to a week that i couldn't play i've played every expansion launch for every mmo that i've been actively a part of i've played that week and i've played a lot that week that's always been something i do that's how i first got into games the burning crusade was my first ever expansion launch to be there on day one um i started playing wow like december after it released and so like i've done that for guild wars i've done that for all these different games they all as soon as content creation became a thing as soon as content creation took off it feels like you're at this big concert and the content creators are the ones on stage, but we're all there, we're all partying, we're all having a good time. Final Fantasy is different. It's not a concert. Um, there is, everybody's there all partying together. And so as a content creator, it's weird because you spend the rest of the year on a stage. You spend the rest of the year performing um, the content for everybody else. You know, people who didn't like Rich Cobb were struggling with the fact that it wasn't about you, Cobb. It was about the entertainment. UCOB was just the subject that happened. Um, and so it's a neat chance to, so I think like, it sounds like you have exactly, you know, you guys both this being your first expansion to like, this, this is this is a big moment. Um, it is, it's a special moment. And Endwalker being the finale, like I picture visually like that party 
like in the matrix, like where they're all down there and like, they think the world's going to end. Like that's, this is it. This is like of all the parties final fantasy could have, this is the party. And so I think that's, it's so beautiful that Yoshi P let us know in advance so that we could all be there. And I think that's why people are upset that it moved because we were told this was the party of all parties. This is the end of a saga. It's the end of 11 years, eight years for any of us that joined in 2.0. We have invited a ton of new people in across Shadowbringers and in recent months. And they were all told you're all equals. Everybody's equals. The con everybody, everybody it doesn't matter if you've been here since 1.0, you just got here, you've ever pit published, you haven't, you've ever cleared a savage, you haven't, it doesn't matter. We are all equals going into Endwalker um to be part of this finale. So I'm really excited about it. Um I understand why people got upset with the delay because this is the party and the quest givers, the people being around, I think it really will be special especially if there are those kind of like, like the end of 5.0 moments where we're all standing outside the level 90 trial um, and whatever that trial ends up being, knowing that we're getting one. Um, I imagine there's going to be quite a bit of anticipation. I bet running that trial over and over through the early weeks is really special. Every time you know that it's somebody's first time. All I ask for uh, content creators here and who are listening, create highlights of those, of the big moments, because once Please. I'm done, that's what I'm going to binge on. I, I want I want to see in, in those mo like those moments. I don't know when those moments are as of right now, but I know that they're coming and I'm like, all right, I can't wait to see that. And one of the things that I'm looking to do, uh, not right away, but at some point being that this is the end, you know, in that regards, I'm very much looking forward to actually playing through on a new character once the end has been, you know, completed. Once I finished mm -hmm. the story, I've been playing this game for 11 years. And I don't play multiple characters and I don't go replay the story. I, these aren't things that are ever like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But then having reflected on it, I was like, I don't know when I'll announce it, I guess, when I when I decide to make that kind of push, because it is quite a well, quite a commitment, you know. But I was like, what would it be like in 2022 to play all of Final Fantasy 14 yeah, from, you know, ARR to, you know, N Walker? And I was like, well, let's find out. Let's find out. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Um when it comes to the jobs themselves, we have obviously, you know, have a like an interesting setup with Reaper kind of coming into the melee uh, aspect. And then we have Sage, uh, you know, these are two like really awesome looking jobs. Now, uh, you know, Zumi, you're talking about doing Reaper. Uh, Joy, you're talking about playing Sage. Uh, let's talk about Reaper and Sage for a little bit. I'd like to I'd like to start with Joy. Uh, like what about when we all played like the, the dungeons and you were learning Sage? Like what about it appeals to you as a healer and why uh, are you looking to actually like play through that over any other healer that is currently in the game right now? Um, <clears throat> I feel like Sage has so many different utilities and I have rated on every single healer at the moment. I love Astrologian, but um, it's to the point we're dealing cards and doing all that stuff right now. It's like, it's a lot. It's I like busy classes, but that's really busy on the wrist. <laughs> so it's just like, I can only play Astrology for so long. Um, but I feel like Sage is a good mix between, um, I'm going to say probably White Mage because his, uh, the abilities, his 
the DPS abilities are pretty simplified, where it's like you do the lasers, and then once your shield breaks, you get the ability to do like Toxicon and all that stuff like that. Um, but then there's the strategy aspect of it that seems a little bit more planned out than um, Scholar is. Because Scholar, you just put your shields on, you just move on with it. Where Sage has so many different types of shields, uh, where it's like, oh, I can do this one single one, and then it gives you five stacks to be able to, if you don't use all those five stacks from getting hit, you get heals. So there's just like more options and more opportunities to do different varieties of shields versus just, I'm going to sucker people until they're like you know <laughs> until they're fine um so that's kind of what i like about it it just seems very technical and everybody that has come up to me and asked me oh like so should i play sage i was like i don't think it should be your first uh healer because i think you have to understand what it takes to be a healer before you can really play sage because like i don't going in there straight up 80 trying to do big pools and as you all know we died <laughs> Yeah, and that, that that was part of the fun. That was part of the fun. It doesn't help that as a tank, I view death as a sign that we're having fun. Like it, like if we're not pulling hard enough to feel like death is a possibility, then I'm gonna pull harder. So like I I like that like thrill of oh my god are we gonna make it? And mm -hmm. like by riding that line, every once in a while you're gonna step over it. Like every like every once in a while you're gonna be like I think this is the this is the most we can take, and you're gonna be wrong. That's more than you can take. <laughs> so I pull really hard. So I know <laughs> that I I I was like well this is my first time meeting Joy, and um, she'll probably have opinions about me after this. Uh, <laughs> it was great. I like the challenge, but now, but the most funny thing is, I feel like I, I didn't learn much about Sage until I started doing the video after the fact. Yeah, sure. Because I had time to like read the tool tips and everything. I was like, oh yeah, I have a general idea of what to do. But now I'm like, I'm ready. I know exactly what to use in this circ circumstances, and I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> My keybinds were all wrong, so I wasn't even using like proper mitigation because I was like, I don't know where that went. Uh, it's not even on the right button. <laughs> I was so. clicking through half of the things because I was like, I play on the numpad now. I just got a new one, so I'm just like, I can't. I didn't want to spend time during our media tour setting up the buttons. Right. I was like, I will click my way through this entire seven hours because I just want to play. I know that would be like the world's lowest first world problem priority but if they mm -hmm. would let people who could attend the media tour import their ui and settings oh uh, that'd be so nice <laughs> you know and obviously there's new skills and they would all just drag they would all just fill in the rest of the hot bar but just like the ability to just all right can you just get me everything to 80 where i'm at and then i just worry about where the new stuff goes mm -hmm. um would save a lot of time there because there is a little bit of like a i'm sure a lot of people look at the play and there's a number of creators who are like, well, that's the job they normally play. Like they're not, they're not doing very well. It's like, yeah, because you're basically on a clock and you got to go, go, go. Um, so you just kind of drag things on bars and, and hit pull. I mean, we, we did that hunt within the first 10 minutes of being on the server. Like <laughs> there was no plan there. I was still dragging things out of the action bar onto my hot bars mid pull. Yeah, and we all survived, and none of us died during that fight at all. Not even a little bit. I know. That's why they all gave us the honorary legend title. The only light party to do it and uh and yeah. We beat the yeah. game. Yeah, that's exactly. definitely why some of you were able to change jobs, like the true warrior light in the trailer. It wasn't that you were <laughs> respawning an old Charlayan and then changing jobs and teleporting out. Uh, 
I don't know what you're talking about. I was sage the whole time. <laughs> so Pandemonium Savage, you Ooh. guys both like kind of higher end content. Um, early, early Savage tiers are the time for the community to get into Savage. I mean, they're meant for that, even if you guys weren't, because uh, P1 will be the easiest Savage of the expansion. Other than the fact that like gearing is going to be way different because we will not have a chance to start building up the new tome right away because it's designed to not make people rush out of the story. Um, what's y'all's plan with Savage at the beginning of 2022? Pray. <laughs> return to the Waking Sands? <laughs> I will return to the Waking Sands because I will be dying a lot probably. I'm going to, I don't know, I'm going to do what I usually do and just kind of go in uh, probably with some friends, maybe some other content creators too, just to kind of get a good group of people that are focused on it and just God try our best, honestly, because, you know, gear is going to be pretty tricky and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like even doing like a uh, best in slot and looking at gear level, even at this level where we are now currently in the game, that can be a process. So before we even know what is actually best in slot or is actually good gear or what actually works for us, that's also going to be a process and it's going to change and it's going to vary. So I'm just going to go in with what works, try it, you know, and just, you know, either, either it works or it doesn't work. And then if it doesn't work, I try something new. What are you looking forward to when it comes to the Reaper though? You know, cause like, obviously you're like, you're, you're between black mage and Reaper. Uh, your soul stone around your neck, I think, kind of makes me lean if I was going to vote uh, towards Black Mage. But um, with Reaper itself, what about it appeals to you thematically? What about it appeals to you having played it? Uh, despite my uh, brightly colored hair and cat ear headphones, uh, I do appreciate very edgy classes. Uh, Black Mage, Reaper, Dark Knight, those are my favorite classes. So, and I really appreciate the, the void energy that like Black Mage and Reaper both have. I really like the void. I really want an expansion, a future expansion being in the void. Cause I think that'd be really cool. Um, and I really want, uh, that type of content. Cause I like that stuff. I just like the feel of it. I like the vibe Reaper in particular. I really like Reaper because it's a very, uh, skill expressive class uh, that also feels very like impactful. One of the reasons I don't like Samurai in comparison to Black Mage is Samurai is just, I have a billion buttons and all of them stab. And that's kind of what it does. And, you know, granted, I'm I'm obviously teasing it, but I know Samurai is a bit more complicated than that. But it is pretty simple, and Reaper is a lot more complex. It's a lot busier. You're moving around a lot, and in my opinion, it's a lot more skill-expressive. If you're a good Reaper player, you can be doing so many things and doing so much damage and utilizing your skills in ways that other Reaper players who maybe aren't quite as experienced would go like, whoa, how did you do that? Where Samurai or other melee DPS, a lot of them in my opinion, it's kind of like, oh, no, we know what they're doing. They're doing, you know, this thing with that thing. And then that's how that works, right? It's a, almost similar to like a high-end monk player versus a low-end monk player and like how I view Reaper. It's like that that higher tier is just you can tell so much more that they have that experience and the impact that they're making is so much more tangible, in my opinion. Joy, with Sage and Reaper both being such high skill set, which healer do you recommend to new healers to try? Um, I'm just going to say White Mage. White Mage <laughs> is such like the easiest class to play 
and it and it levels up gradually so you're not never feel overwhelmed with things that you need to get do you get a chance to play a lot of roles outside of i've white mage i i only know you've like that's what you cleared e12 on right was was a healer i yeah i cleared e12 on every healer because i wanted to see what it was like to raid that high on each class and just to see what it was um and i the the weird thing is it's easier for me to clear e12 on scholar but that's because i've played scholar for a long period of time as well but for people that are learning i just think white mage is the easiest one to go with um glare your heart away uh ever since the media tour though i've been playing more astro because i know that the gcd is going to be 1.5 mm. and astro already has a gcd of 1.5 so i i want to get used to having that ability to move around and stuff so i've been doing astro more um for that purposes my wrist hates me but it's been nice to know what it will feel like to be able to slide cast more frequently than it was with white mage and uh, scholar are you happy with the scholar changes that's one of the jobs that you should be spent the least time talking about um and so i know there's been some frustration within the scholar community like what are your feelings having actually played it as funny as the memes are for scholar um we did that test of seeing what it was like and first mm. initially it's like oh wow it's 20 seconds that's a very long time and then doing the first dungeon you're like you know what would have been nice <laughs> to be able to run oh to my God. all of these aoe's so i think the reason why scholar and even white mage didn't have that many changes is because they're in solid points already and yeah their abilities aren't super flashy glare um not glare uh holy is no longer flashy so they remove the flashiness of the white mage um but i feel like the healers are in a in a solid state and can be played very well so they didn't really need too much the only thing i thought scholar needed was to make it so that way you you're stinking fairy when you're progging is having to take that out and like having to wait for like raid wides or anything like that and then you just stand there and so because you die so i was hoping for an instant casting fairy but that would have made them way too op um but yeah i think all the healers are in a in a super solid state but like i come i'm main gunbreaker as my tank so i felt like i needed something else to do and in a progging standpoint healers have a lot to do but then once everyone's like done progging you're kind of just like in the same rotation of the dance of like knowing how to clear the fight and do all that stuff. So I just feel like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's pretty good in a solid state and Sage is just going to be amazing. And there's lasers. <laughs> a lot of lasers. And now I can tease everybody. I was like, Oh, if you want to be my cardio partner, you better be nice to me. <laughs> it's going to look wild with ultimate weapons on it. I know. Blowing laser things all around it. Mm-hmm. I saved my Palace of the Dead um, stats so that way when it comes out that I can just get red guns. <laughs> okay. So That's actually not a bad plan in terms of staging and just having some really cool, um, you know, looking options there. I do want to say uh, when we all we were playing, we were talking about Astrologian and y'all were like, oh yeah, I really like the changes. I ended up going like, no, this, this is awful for a controller player. Like there's going to have to be a lot of work. Will is actually saying kind of the same thing. Astrologian's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, rough as a controller player, and it took them a while. Um, when it comes down to it, I had a comment the other day, which was I thought was really interesting, saying that 
uh, controller players are actually holding this game back. Uh, I, I liked it. What, what do you guys think about that? I thought that was I thought it was fascinating because they were talking about the healer homogenization from Shadowbringers, the tank homogenization. So they, I, I think they were just having a bad day, but uh, <laughs> I just figured I like for discussion purposes, like do controller players hold the game back? You can you can cut into you can tear into me if you want. If if I could like manifest question marks on my face, that's what I would be doing right now. Uh what? I've like, never heard that. Uh huh. Oh, don't go to comment sections or to Reddit. <laughs> You'll have a better life. I go to FF fourteen Reddit probably too much. There's some things that are said, but in a serious response, controllers are accessibility. Um, and that's a really big deal. And people need to understand that while they may have no issues using a keyboard, some people do. And while it may be super easy for you to use a keyboard, it may not be super easy for everybody to use a keyboard. It's an accessibility option, and that's good. Having and letting people and making accommodations for people to be able to play the game in a way that is easier for them or a way that they can flat out play is good. We should let people play the game because the more people, the richer our community is. What do you think, Joy? Yeah, I think that I don't. I played on controller because I play when I play the game on my laptop. Yes, I'm that weirdo that has it on a laptop as well as a desktop. And I can. I don't I don't understand why people would like say that it's holding it back. Even playing. I can't play the game on the mouse and keyboard. I play on the numpad. Because I feel like I don't understand how people can shift and alt and control all the way to the other side of their keyboards. And I was like, how can you do that? That's so weird to me. Uh, but then that's why I got the numpad because I feel like I needed everything in the palm of my hand versus like reaching through all over the place. And I feel like the same with controller players. Everything's in the palm of their hand, which makes it easier for them to do that. Like I personally... The only reason why I personally don't play controller is because I need to see everything. And hmm. so I, I need to see where all the things are. So just in case in a panic moment, I still sometimes reach down and like click because I can't get to that button fast enough. And I'm learning on the new on the new pad. So it's just like it's just it's it, it's a preference. And I was like, I don't think anyone's like harming anybody for wanting to play controller. And the fact that this game still supported on like PlayStation 4, like Come on. <laughs> I never understood like what other people do and how other people play. Shouldn't matter to like everybody else or shouldn't like get people angry. It's just it gives more options and you get more players and it that's amazing. I'm gonna get Chris's perspective before to jump in. I actually had a long it's... back and forth. They eventually they eventually like we had a ended up having a really good conversation. Um, sometimes it just takes a little you know, a bit of effort to kind of really get at the root of what somebody was really frustrated about. I was like all it's right. not a platform thing, though. Brian played for years on. Brian has played PC controller the whole time. I started as a PS3 player, keyboard and mouse. I mean, I started very first with a controller because that's what came with the console. But as soon as I realized I was going to stick with this game, I got a Bluetooth keyboard, got a Bluetooth mouse, hooked it up, and I was off to the races because that's how I prefer to play MMOs. I think Zoomy hit really well on the accessibility note, um, you know, and and Joy hit really well on kind of just player's preference. But I would say that most of the time when people heal, they're playing back, uh, holding back, right? They're not, they're not empathizing with people who maybe, you know, if you, if you put the bar at a certain level, you know, I know there's people in our community that 
even controllers hard. There's a member of our community that's been sharing their journeys. They've been leveling all the jobs and they have cerebral palsy. And so like triggers are hard um, because just their hands don't work the way that mine work. Uh, and so when you, when you look at that, that's of course a very valid view, but for that person, they're like, well, I don't want to slow the game down for people that can't do what I can do. They just need to get out of the way. And, and even if we're just going to take that as an acceptable way of living through the world, that just everybody should be able to do what you can do and, and anything less than that just needs to get out of the way. Even if we're going to do that, I would encourage you to go watch Comey's stream because she has the controller layout on her mm. screen so you can watch her push the buttons. She mentor roulette, so she plays all the jobs, so no excuses. And she mentor roulettes through extreme content. She plays way better than, than I ever will on any job that I will ever play. So it's not a caliber issue. Um, you know, I'm sure there's dozens of, of brilliant controller players out there. That's the first one that comes to mind. Um, but like I can see her controller pushing the buttons and I have all, I have control, I have shift, I have all these modifiers. I've, it's great. I love keyboard and mouse, but that's not what's holding the game back. They can, um, there is this idea that it restricts the number of buttons, but buttons does not equal the game being better. Having a 25 button rotation that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way through 25, that's not intriguing gameplay, um, as opposed to something like, you know, my go-to is always Mario. I can't beat freaking Mario. All Mario games are like somewhere between three and ten buttons, mm -hmm. and they're they're all wildly infuriating because I can't beat them. Uh, that didn't. That's not what determined the game's difficulty. Uh, so I, I think a lot of times people look at controller and they're like, well, that's what's stopping us from button bloat. If that's true, then thank God for controller players. I don't want button bloat, even as a keyboard and mouse player. I have a lot of keys that are not being used on my keyboard. Please, God, don't fill all of them. I don't want to play an 85-button game. I was going to say that I think uh, the controller and the Echo Zumi is that it's actually a unique advantage. As uh, obviously, like, you know, we've been talking and covering, you know, the Blizzard uh, issues and WoW, and they announced 9.2. And I've generally, from what I've seen from the vocal, you know, community, not just the within the work to game uh, ecosystem, but overall online, that people just generally don't seem very pleased with that. WoW has a mountain to catch up. They, you know, they abdicated the space, 14's put in the work. It has now uh, been just. Now I would say it's 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 already it's it's me running in front of the freshman like it's just now like you, I'd like to see you try to catch up with me I'm not I don't even have to work as hard I put in the work before so in terms of like a unique advantage that 14 has it can come to consoles it's not even on every console it's not on every service it's not on GeForce Now it's not on Stadia it's not on Xbox but in order for like another MMO like in the case, I guess WoW would be the best example. They have to put in so much work because then they have to redesign their core game to support controllers where 14 has it baked into its core. It's not an add-on. It's not a, you know a secondary thought. It's a primary thought along with the option of accessibility to players. I think essentially what you end up seeing, especially with Yoshi P talking about the future of this game, bringing in trusts to have more content, allowing uh the game to be an invitation to people who like i don't like mmos or i don't really like multiplayer games you can still experience the story and maybe it then ends up becoming a pathway to say okay i might play with somebody else and having those as options to the player base I, it gives 14 such an edge that just like where we've covered it before microsoft's uh smart delivery with the xbox 
that gets more news coverage than anything else that the Xbox Series X and Series S have done, especially because every time when PlayStation messes up with like, it's like, hey, you got to jump through these five hoops in order to transfer your PS4 game to the PS5. That becomes a news item again where 14 is in that way. It's not something you're like, and it supports controller. And like, that's the one reason people come to play it. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, why don't these other games do it? And even to add a, whether it's salt or just a gift from Yoshi P to the world, they don't copyright it. Yoshi P wants people to take that design. He wants people to sit here and say, hey, wow, defined the input for, for MMOs. Wow, kind of set the, like the mold. They've done that with controllers, and hopefully we see more MMOs actually kind of take that into uh, into their own design. Yeah, ArenaNet. Where you at, Guild Wars? Especially Guild Wars. You have 12 yes. buttons. Why is this game not on controller natively? Anyway, that's what I wanted to say about that. It's all good stuff. So as we uh, kind of come to the end of the show, in and of itself, uh, you know, we are obviously very excited, uh, you know, for this expansion. We are obviously going to keep talking about it. And guys, I want to encourage you to go follow Zoomy Zoomy and Curious Joy uh, for their content. All their links are in the description. I do want to say thanks. This show is brought to you by Plague of D, Redline Gamer, Red Rocket, Dark Wolf, Psycho, Cordell, uh, WG Productions, and Keeland, as well as a generous donation from Luke sponsoring the podcast for the, for a year as we've come into six months of uh, doing that. So you guys can check out uh, the podcast wherever they are found. Just search Crystal Core Radio. Um, and hopefully you guys enjoy and be sure to give us a, a rating. If you do, that helps out the show in the MP3. Um, but let's go around. Uh, Zoomy, um, what do you got coming up? What are you excited to share and where can people find you? Uh, well, uh, you can, I guess my plans are as of right now, I'm progging through UCOB and I'm getting through UCOB eventually as a black mage. It's been going pretty all right. Um, but I'm also just making sure that I'm caught up and I finish out all the quests and stuff. I finally finished the MSQ, so like that's done. That was literally last week. And I am prepping for my T-Prog that I'm going to be doing very soon as well. Probably around when Endwalker drops, actually. And I'll also be prepping for uh, more content and Savage content. I'm probably going to go through and get some more like Savage clears and stuff like that. In addition... I'm probably going to be doing some other things too. I have a, a little, little small project I'm working on, uh, which involves the uh, short stories that Final Fantasy XIV has released about different content and stuff. Uh, I think I, uh, thanks to the gracious encouragement of, uh, of these these couple of guys from like the like Work Two Game or something like, um, I think I might be making some uh, like some dubs of those stories. And uh, we'll see if I have the time frame on that. But um, you can find me on Twitch, ZoomyZoomy97. On YouTube, I am ZoomyZoomy. On Twitter, I believe I'm also ZoomyZoomy. Um, and also on a fair note too, since it's November, it's Rovember. And I've also been participating in Rovember, which is a Rogidian, uh, like kind of like media and like G post contest and stuff. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I, I heard you categorizing your screenshots. I lurk in your streams. Uh, I've been I've been hearing you categorizing your your screenshots and putting them in folders. It's just a totally different way to play that I've ever thought. Like it's just watching you play. I was like, mm -hmm. I've never thought about viewing the game in that way. Mm -hmm. I have, I think, over five thousand pictures, yeah. G poses. Yeah, I believe you it's referred to it by file size the other day, which that's a lot of screenshots when you refer to it by it's file a lot. size. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably too much to be honest. What about you, Curious Joy? 
Hello. Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. I'm currently doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, to be honest, I'm currently playing other games. <laughs> I am so close to finishing Tales of Arise, and I told myself I was supposed to finish that before Inwalker hits. And now that you get that lazy brain where it's like, oh, well, I got two extra weeks. Let me just not play it for a while. No, I want to finish it. And <laughs> I want to finish it. I'm so close. I'm like 50 hours in. I could just get it done. Um, but in terms of Final Fantasy 14, what my plan was to do was to experience things outside of like raiding and outside of like high-end content i was progging uwu for a little bit and i think my friends are gonna make me do uwu next week because they're like you have two extra weeks you can get this weapon okay fine but like i wanted to do more of just celebrating final fantasy 14 as a whole like i wanted to because I, I like rping i think it's fun and i think it's fun and entertaining so i wanted to go out into like different rp events and one of my favorite things to do, I don't think they're going to do the show before in Walker, but the uh, Stellasio Theater on Crystal, they put on shows. And like there's like other aspects of the game that aren't rating centric and are just more community based. And that's kind of the thing I wanted to do leading up to in Walker It's just being with the community and the people that love the game in the game uh, versus like I'm going to raid because I got Omni 80 on my Crystal character. Um, I got best in slot on my primal character and i've cleared e12s on all the healers so i was just like i think i've done a lot so i want to just like have a party <laughs> before before the end end of days so yeah that's kind of that's pretty much my plan until december 3rd fantastic chris what are your plans I mean, I think the big thing outside of my in-game goals is just to go be part of more of the community. Um, I did not learn of Curious Joy until you tweeted that you were going to be invited to the media tour. Um, and so I was trying to make a compiled list of everybody going because I like to go read any and all, uh, go read and watch any and all coverage um, from events like that. And so I was trying to make a, a big Excel spreadsheet. And that's that's the first time I'd come across you. And you're like a Twitch ambassador and have this huge community <laughs> and you're part of all these different games. And like it's like, what i think you like tweeted out a picture of you at like some world premiere like it's it, there's just these times that i'm just taken aback at how big the community is because brian and i are always advocating for more creators and i still mean that but like this week a clip of me wrecking todd and p12s um made it onto the lulu stream uh the the stream clips um that they put over there and like as i'm watching through that clips because somebody said hey you were in this here's a link um that made me want to go find all these other creators because there's all these people i don't know so i've i've really wanted to go get to know all these communities that's i met Zumi through just seeing a sprout stream when she was just getting started and i was like oh she's she's got really fun energy she's doing all this cool stuff with her camera and scene transitions and stuff as from a creator standpoint i'm really intrigued by that but then she starts doing like minimum item level dungeons and i've literally never thought about running dungeons minimum item level and that's like a whole ordeal like that makes some of these dungeons unbelievably tough um so just getting to go see the way other people take in the game and get to go be part of other communities and go lurk in streams and um that's been my goal with the extra two weeks because there's a lot of people that are taking this time to go branch into other forms of content so it's fun to see people experiencing all that absolutely 
Uh, guys, that brings us to the end of the show itself. Uh, usually we hang out for a little post-show uh, conversation. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we encourage you to subscribe, like, share, uh, and more. And guys, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Everybody here, we wish you the very best. We hopefully that you enjoy uh, Endwalker when it launches on December 3rd. And hopefully you have uh, every every expectation you know realized. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening again. This has been uh, Crystal Core Radio. My name is Brian. Have a good day.